Ross. My man, uh, I'm really surprised you haven't done the podcast yet because yeah. we've been traveling together for like two years and when I realized we weren't on it, I was like embarrassed. Really? Do you do it on the road when you, when you do the podcast or is it only here? Uh, I record on my phone. It doesn't really sound that good because I'm an idiot. <laughs> I do something in my car. No kidding. <laughs> really? Yeah. But, um, oh, my blinker gets, yeah, I'll be at a, I'll be at a light. Yeah. I'll be like, here's the other thing you all need to know. If you got that fear of success, this is like, tick, clack, clack. <laughs> I'm like, oh, trying to fire up the masses here. If you were a fighter, what would your walk-up music be, Billy Dawes? Oh, man. I feel like I just asked him that question during the last UFC. I remember I liked Anderson Silva. He had Ain't No Sunshine When You're Gone. When She's Ain't, Gone. When She's Gone. Ain't Bill No Withers. Sunshine. But yeah, because that I was like, that one, that I wanted to be a little bit soft and no, no, creepy no, no, and, and make people think like this guy suffered some serious trauma. That's cool, but just don't be ironic. No, not ironic. Don't be like, I'm going to come out to a... Uh, I spin me right round, baby, right? <laughs> Actually, that wouldn't be bad. That song's hype. I don't care. Bad. I was thinking like Dropkick, dropkick uh, Murphys to pay homage to my Irish ha- ancestry, but then I'm like, I'm not that Irish. I'm not cool. Irish enough to do that. You know what I mean? Dropkick Murphys, I'll put on the list of guaranteed happy crowd. Like guys have come into Dropkick Murphys and it's bananas. Yeah. It's so great. Yeah, it'd be awesome. You know what's amazing? Like no one has an answer to this question. And I got an email at a... Uh, on the uh, podcast email address, more stories. What is it? I forgot, Corey. More stories 37? More stories 37? 37. 37 at gmail.com. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I got a little too much sun today. <laughs> Spoke too much. What is it? Marijuana cigarettes. Here's a, que- here's a problem with Some guy uh, emailed me and goes, Jesus Christ, how hard is it for somebody to just name a fucking ACDC song? ACDC yeah. song? But you didn't even answer that. No, because I didn't grow up listening to hard rock. I grew up listening to fucking like cheap breakdance b-boy music and i can't go into like friggin oh the theme song from electric boogaloo 2 ain't no stopping us ain't yeah, no stopping i can't come up to shaka khan that's the theme song but also there's 99 and a half of you <laughs> and also ice t dj and but then like i'm not cool enough to come up to gangster rap hold on a second every weekend we perform together billy opens for me on the road and billy's not an opener so if you get a chance to see billy just comedy you you have to you just have to because he's makes me laugh a lot you ask the sound guy comes in every show what do you want me to bring you up to you got an answer for him because you want to come up to something that hypes you up a little no i want to come to something ironic you come up to the hype stuff I'll just put I weezer can... oh so this is a real question this isn't like an intellectual exercise you actually really want to know the question i thought this was like some sort of like are you on fucking shrooms? If, if a tree falls in the woods. No, okay. No, no, no. If you were a fighter, what would your walk-up music be? How is that like Sartre all of a sudden? Um, Jean-Paul Sartre was, uh, uh, he was an author. And he was and, a, and a philosopher. Mm-hmm. You know, along Antoine Sanduxbury. Mm-hmm. He was a contemporary of Derrida, yeah. You know, you went to prison. So, okay, so it would probably be, uh, it would probably be, it would have to be on the hip-hop genre. I'm going to, I'm going to narrow it down Smoke real quick. Smoke pot. Jesus is Christ. Is this an existential tree fall in the woods question? This is a real question? That's what you asked me. Um, Just say a fucking song. I got okay, fine. Questions. Karen Carpenters. I don't know. They were a band, the Carp- Karen Carpenters. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, have no idea. I can't say. This podcast will not go any further. Thank God. Tune. Jesus fucking Christ. I'm okay, I would say... Um, probably Coachella the second night. You know what? Maybe, maybe um, Jump Around. That's, that's a, that's a hip-hop that's, and That's Irish Money song. in the Bank. Yeah, because I'd probably be jumping around during it. Oh my God. God, so that was exhausting. Is it over yet? Yep, we're all done. Um, you give great tags. I love... Um, hanging out with comics, Vinny, fast lines like this, and mm-hmm. uh, where guys aren't 
and some guys just feel like it's not their place to go, hey, I thought of this, you know, as a tag. And yeah. I, I'm always appreciative. Like, you'll text me, like, one in the morning. We get back at, like, midnight or something. Like, one in the morning, you'll just text me something through, like, from the show, one sentence that I had forgotten about, and then a tag. I love that. It's yeah. like, you're really good at it, which means you'd probably be really great writing on a staff. Like a I show. would love to write on a staff. Do you feel confident, like, you could pull that off? I think you could. I know you could. I think I could, yeah. I'm, You're I, a great fake it until you make it, guy. <laughs> you can bullshit anybody. How does one even get a staff job writing? Do they have to submit things and uh, buddy? If I knew, that's all I would <laughs> fucking do. Because I just, I'm like a samurai in a room. Yeah, but I have no idea. Corey doesn't help me at all with that. I think it would be hard to be in a room with a bunch of people and they're saying ideas that are stupid, and you have to be like, oh, great. But what about? You know what I mean? People shot me down all the time. I think it'd get me mad. Well, there's there's politics to a room like where you can't really shoot a guy down. You have to you know let him retreat with dignity, I guess. But yeah. also, they're all just fucking figuring out what to eat all the time. Yeah, they're just fucking fatsos in a room stuffing. <laughs> How about Argentinian food from Saturday Night Live to Gary? I'm married. Yeah, no work after that. Weird. Um, oof. But the but the were you ever in the writers' room for any of your shows? For that's Gary, what, Ma- that's you? what I'm saying. Yeah, you were in the room. Yeah, it's my show. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I visited the room because yeah. it's a delicate ecosystem, man. There's guys, that's their whole lives is rioting. I don't yeah. know why I said lives. <laughs> their whole lives. Last tag you gave me, a bit I can't do anymore. Real, well, I stopped trying on stage because I just couldn't get it to work. And that was, I dated a real dummy. Like, the girl was like an actual dummy. And I asked her, this is true, I asked her what her favorite color was. She said rainbow. Like, that happened. And then I, want, then I wanted to do the tag to be nonsensical. I asked her what her favorite number was. She said three. See just what the audience reaction is because it yeah. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And pick a different number and see what is going to work, maybe. Yeah. And you go, fuck her brains out. I want to fuck her brains in. <laughs> and I have that written down still. And it's like. Have you tried it? The bit I have. And it's just a weird bit. Like, yeah. it, it's, it's kind of like, how do I explain it? Like, she's not there. She's not real. Oh. She's off to the side reality somehow. Like, I dated. I don't, she doesn't have a name. She's just a real dummy. Yeah. And I don't do enough stuff about dating specific people. It's just kind of a standalone. Yeah. So I got to figure that out. That's the gig, right? Yeah. As comedy goes, what would you say is your biggest strength? I'll, I'll slow them down. I'm going to slow these down for you Ooh. individually. Your biggest strength, your biggest weakness, as of right now, your biggest distraction, uh-huh. and a newcomer, you could absolutely teach them with certainty what about stand-up? So your Very biggest strength... Question. I think my biggest strength, strength, man. strength my what's biggest your biggest strength, strength is I think I'm very comfortable on stage. I think that's the, like, I don't, uh, like when people go, oh, I like your stuff. I see you on YouTube. I'm like, I was like, Ugh. like I, I feel like live, I'm a much better performer. Why? Well, I, I, I don't know how else I would. Oh, like when people see, you oh, people I got see you. clips of yours and shit. Yeah. You know what? I was going to shit on you and make a joke, but you're exactly right. Cause people are like, I didn't see any of your stuff on YouTube. And that's just them being nice. Yeah, yeah. I don't like, like a big fat guy all sweaty in a suit four specials ago. <laughs> Strength uh, is comfort. I think I'm comfortable on stage. You're very comfortable on stage. Um, you're a great comic, Billy. Thank you, Jay. I mean, like, I like. There's no reason. I mean, any place we've been or go to, I'll just do anything I can to get you to do like weekends. Like, you should be headlining. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate. it. I mean, really if, if it takes me sitting on a podcast to just change your <laughs> mindset for a day. <laughs> you know, that's all. Aww. Uh What's your biggest weakness? Um, Don't I mean AIDS is not has nothing to do with stand up. Oh, good, good. So I'll do that. Uh, this is going to sound. I, I will say there's a couple things. First of all, 
my brain doesn't fire as fast as yours, which is something I just can't do. I just can't make my brain fire at J more speed, which I'm insane, Billy. I know. Like I'm an actual insane. <laughs> I couldn't talk my way out of a mental hospital. <laughs> if you dropped me off while I was sleeping in a mental hospital, uh-huh. I would die in the mental hospital of old age. <laughs> so I would just keep losing my temper and saying weird shit and quoting Goodfellas. But it's great. It's, I like working with you because I see your brain work and I go, I'm not there. So I respect that. So like diction, I have bad diction and I'm a little slower than I want to be. And I think they're I'm going to put diction under your strengths. Really? You ever see Billy uh, Dawes do stand-up comedy? Let me tell you something. The guy's got great diction. <laughs> great diction. Tell you that right now. And also, I get the, I get the feeling he's very comfortable on stage. <laughs> as far as weaknesses go, he's not as smart as Jay Moore. That's, yeah. you know, that's pretty yeah. much the whole scouting report. Yeah. I think my, no, my weakness is I'm a, I'm, I, I like laughter better than I like expressing a point of view sometimes. Sometimes that's your, I'll that's go for the low-hanging fruit. That's really cool. I, I meant just hold on to myself. I didn't mean to cut you off. I got to calm my shit down because we all were late getting here. So I walked in all manic like, you've never been <laughs> in my home before. This is my son's bunk bed. If you weren't manic, Jay, I'd be like, what's wrong? What the fuck is going on? It's amazing. So I You like know me. Here. Yeah. Your, uh, your weakness is what, though? Well, so the gratification of laughter sometimes supersedes my, my desire to express an authentic point of view. So I'll give up on stories and things I want to talk about and a point of view I want to express because I don't get the laugh I want and I'll just ditch it. And I'll go back to, won't you go what? Your vagina stays tight. And I'll go back to like cheaper stuff sometimes. That's how those bit. <laughs> <laughs> so the laughter, I know exactly what you're talking about. And first of all, this is a high frequency answer. I tell mm-hmm. you that a lot. Like, I look, you're a high frequency dude. Like, that's not a lot of comics have that awareness that they're choosing laughter. It's like a hatch, mm-hmm. like a safety net, as opposed to what, let's come up with the right word for. Laughter greater than... Well, for example, you do a lot of stories. Poignancy? Poignancy or just a, 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 like a holistic... That sounds so gay. No, no, this is the a podcast. A complete story. This so is my example, crowd. This you, is my crowd. You, you, you'll, do, you'll do stories, oh, right? And your stories, you'll have the ability to tell a story and get like the, the, the big laugh every 30 seconds, right? You won't do this alternative comic David Cross shit where you do like three minutes and then a, one big laugh at the end of three minutes. Maybe you'll honor you'll honor maybe the, the big laugh. Sometimes yeah. none. Sometimes none. No. So, but your story you can do a story and get laughs in the requisite time that people want laughs in the stand comedy club, right? And some people tell long stories and the payoffs very late down the road. I feel like when I'm telling a story and I don't get a big payoff, then I I ditch the story and I go back to the to, to lower hanging fruit, and that's my biggest. That's one of my big. And I also I'm a little. Well, what makes you retreat though? You're going to find this on your own here, so let's, let's just keep going. What makes you back away from the story, just hanging in there and finishing the story over and over each night? Because I feel, I think, well, it sounds like a cop-out. Um, because I was going to say, if I had enough time to go through it, I, like, for example, getting arrested in Egypt, right? I wanted to tell that story. I still haven't on heard stage. it. Uh, and I've told on podcasts, but I've never told on stage. I went on a date in San Francisco a few months ago with this girl, and... I walk, and I would just walked out on the check. And it was like a great moment for like male empowerment that I think... No, I'm just kidding. But it was a great <laughs> moment. <laughs> it was like one of those moments that was the comeuppance of, of being treated so shittily by women. Over- Hold on a second. You're on a date. Yes. And you decided to ditch the chick with the, with the check on the yes. date. Yes. And this makes you feel good. Absolutely. And I, I'm with you. Cool. All right. Because th- there was a lot leading up to it. That yeah, made, she was a cunt. She was a cunt. 
So that made me go, and I and I walked out. I felt like Denzel Washington, at the, like Man on Fire, like the fucking explosion behind me, and me walking out with my Hawaiian shirt flapping in the wind. So it felt like a cool moment. And she like ended up chasing. You go me. there instead of training day, really? <laughs> make a decision. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, make go a decision. Yeah, go Come on, make a decision. But uh, because I, I felt like I've been on so many dates where women have played me, and I I'm stuck with a two hundred dollar bill. Played you go, how? That's played, an expectation like, hangover. I'll, t- I'll tell you. There's. There, have you heard of the Tinder meal plan? Jeez, let me get a new thing. notebook then. Tinder meal the Tinder, Tinder meal, meal plan. plan. Where they drop off a, a chick they just, and a bag of fries? Meet a guy to Those have them take him to dinner. I and stink. You... I'm better than that. <laughs> okay. I'm listening to you, actually. I'm deceptively attentive. That they have guys. So I've, I've spent a lot of time in my life going out with dates with women where I end up paying for everything. And not like I'm expected to hook up or get laid, but at least I... Bull- uh-uh. Bullshit. That's why you're upset. That's no, why I feel like no, you got no, played no. because you go on the date with the expectation of... A return on the investment. A little bit, but it's also like... Look at me. Who the fuck are you talking to right now? Jay, but listen, it's okay. also... Because not like, you better fuck me now. But there's a little bit of sometimes no, I mean, girls... When I, I feel. when I get the sense, when I get like, the sense that they know they're never going to hook up with me. They know that's not an equation. But they also know that, they'll, that I'll pay for whatever they want. I'm going to tell you that's... I've never said these words to anybody. Yeah. That's one of the most misogynistic things I've ever heard in my life. You're welcome. I've never said that to anybody. And, you know, <laughs> wait. What's misogynistic about it? Because the reward for the girl is she gets to chew and swallow food. Like she took you out, she fucking finished her sandwich. <laughs> oh, I fucking had this guy. I dragged him all the way into the restaurant, and I ordered French toast, and then uh, then we went home. I got oh that asshole. <laughs> I got over on him. I had French toast. Yeah. But That's Jay, like, what are they, chimps? Jay, I'm talking about going to a high-end place and getting like four martinis, a steak dinner, knowing that like... Nigga, I'm, who are you, Ron O'Neill? Knowing that they're not going to fuck? fucking... Knowing they're not going to pay, which is fine, but also knowing that they have no intention of being physical with me, which feels like I'm being gamed, and they don't treat me very respectfully a lot. I still get a little child. No, me. you don't. No, 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 no. It yeah. happened. Bro, I was just dating my, my fucking tits out. You know, until like two months ago. I, yeah. I'm with you. I've been there. And you also have money. I don't have a fucking penny. Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I have $10,000 a month child support. I know, I know. My son okay. lives with me. Yeah. Ten, if I make 30 grand, all right, in Arizona, that weekend I made $30,000. Wow. Before I walk off stage, it's 20 because yeah. of the 10 grand child support. My agent gets 3%, uh, 10%. So now I'm at 17. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to pay taxes on the 30, not the fucking, you know, 17. Yeah. I, I literally leave owing $600. $30,000 for Thursday to Sunday. That's crazy. Go, I owe money. You understand me? Yeah. So let's, let's nip that in the <laughs> bud because you're like the second person in two days to make a reference to me and all my money. <laughs> this is all shit from my old house and I got like a blow up heavy bag and a speed bag <laughs> and a ball bag. What's your biggest weakness? Uh, what are we calling that? Point, I'm going to circle back to the other one. Poignancy, um, storytelling? Storytelling. Um, weakness is my... Uh, Let's just say called story storytelling. Telling. Okay. So, yeah. you go to the laughter instead of the storytelling because if the storytelling doesn't get the reaction you think it should get, is that fair to, that's fair to say? Mm-hmm. That's what's up? Yeah. It's a lot like the dating. They're very similar. If, yes. you, if you have an expectation, so you have an expectation hangover when you're at your expectations that the other person and the audience don't know about. Yeah. When they don't reach your expectation, you feel disappointed. Yes. They don't know your expectations. They're experiencing it 
how they're experiencing it. And that's what's great about telling a story on stage. If it doesn't get a big laugh, you just go to the next story. Yeah. If you tell a story at a party and the place doesn't come undone, you're not like, fuck you guys, man. <laughs> you don't even have Heineken. Yeah. Fucking light beer, bitch, fags. You just go, you know, so, hey, you want to play PlayStation? You just say what's next. Yeah. That's like, that's the, the big secret I've discovered. Like, there's no pressure. Or you just go, that story was way funnier and cooler than how you guys just respond. You heard me say mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You're a great storyteller. Your fear, what's the fear of? You're backing away from the story, fear of? I think, I think I'm always in a place of fearing that um, if I don't do well, I'm, I don't know. That's a good question. No, I think you're I feel, there. I feel like if I don't do well, then I guess you'll I, fail. There's a, yeah, I and need the consequence a, will be. The validation is gone for that night, for that show. And if I don't have validation for that show, then I have self doubt and self loathing. And then I want to go back and just smash a room. Because to say, oh, I, 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 I could smash, but I was working on a story. Corey, what am I? I'm a what addict. What do I say all the time? I'm a blank. You're a, you're a validation uh, addict. Yeah. That's what I always say. I don't know if you've ever heard me say that, but the fact that you're talking about the need for that validation, I mean, that's, that's every moment of my life that I'm not on stage. Yeah. When I'm on stage, it's like, here's the treasure I found, pirates. <laughs> <laughs> Divide it up, the booty and loot. Yeah. And then when I get off stage, there's a reason I get the fuck out of there and jog back to the hotel across the fucking Walmart parking lot in Houston. So I'm like, eh, 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 eh. I don't know where I'm going to get validation now. I already gave him my sample size of me. Yeah. So I get it. Yeah. Okay. I'm it's proud of you. That's why I don't talk about my daughter that much. Because I did, I did for like six months. And then I auditioned for Montreal just for laughs. Jeff Singer. Oh, they hate daughters up there. And I did, well, I did my whole daughter stuff. At one point, I took a picture. A big bl- I went to like Kinko's. Got a blow up photo of my daughter to bring it like next to my face. Because we looked. Like I, I got the picture of my daughter before I met her. Right. I don't, by the way, I don't know a syllable of the story. I just know you, you have a daughter, right? Yeah. That I know. But like all the reason you had everything blown up, the thing you were trying to sell at Montreal and all that, like I have no idea. And the getting arrested in, where was it? Egypt. Okay. So we're going to circle back to <laughs> dating, oh, Egypt. Uh, keep going, baby. So, and I really worked hard on this. I was going to do a seven-minute bit about my... Because Jeff Singer was like, you need to be more personal. I'm like, what's more personal about having a daughter Who? from a Jeff Singer, okay. the gatekeeper of Montreal. I'm like, what's more personal about having a daughter from a one-night stand that I'm trying to forge a relationship with? It's funny. And, uh, and finding out when she's two years old. And so... That's all, that sentence I thought was in the bit. What? I mean, what's more personal than finding out I have a daughter and trying to you know, have a relationship with her? You know, every other weekend, like yeah. you keep making the, the amount of time you can spend with her that you feel like spending with her real tiny. Yeah, it's yeah. like, I mean, what's what's more personal what's more than that? Personal. What's more important? Giving that of myself. Yeah. And see like, my daughter once a month. Weekends. Biannually or maybe on Christmas. Basically weekends. I don't work <laughs> when I fit her in. Like that's personal. Man. Yeah. Sorry. I was part of the bit. I started laughing at it. So yeah. forgive me. So that is a very personal story. So I did that and I didn't get into Montreal and Jeff Singer like like had the most condescending conversation with me of all time about it. He actually told me to, to talk to the booker at the Creek and cave and she could help me with my jokes. And I was like, ugh. I literally was like, I was like, I want to punch you in your 
fucking. But he's. Did you say it? No, but because he's the fucking Montreal gatekeeper. So I was like, okay, Jeff, yeah, okay, sure. Is, sure. is comedy your job right now? Yeah. It's yeah, only okay. making money right now, yeah. Uh, have you ever been to Montreal and performed? No. So apparently you don't need Montreal to do comedy for a living. So what the fuck are you dancing around some guy that tells you to go to a fucking booker that reads a goddamn, you know, phone book of comedians and make sure on Thursday shit's posted on the internet? Like, what the fuck does she know about comedy? I don't yeah. even know who she is. But fuck that bitch in front of her fucking own family at the family reunion in front of potato salad. <laughs> She's going to fucking help you with your shit? <laughs> Jeff Singer's got some fucking balls on him to even say that out loud. That lets me know where he's at. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, if you want to, you know, for like 20 grand, I will absolutely host whatever you got, Jeff, because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck Billy's even talking about. But it made me not want to do that bit anymore about my daughter. I go, I guess I'm not, that's not good enough. It doesn't put me any, any rarefied air where I'm creating special material that people respond to. So I just gave it up. I disagree with that assessment. You're too smart, I think, to take that assessment as, as the word. Capital W. It's, it's, your feelings are hurt. Some personal fucking shit. You're sharing yeah. that you have a daughter with an audience. A daughter that I'm realizing now for the first time you, you got going a little later than, than was ideal. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that, I don't want to say anything that's not correct. Yeah. So you share that with an audience and then the guy that books the whole fucking festival is like, yeah, she can help you with your jokes. It's like, hey man, that's... that's, that's can that's, I tell you the joke? That's the risk. Can I tell you the joke that, your he, heart. that he told me? He, Did he, he get a Yes, of course. You didn't ask permission for that. No. <laughs> Podcast, I like to be not funny, and I do all the time. So, I was... Well, hold this, on a second, though. Okay. So, did the audience laugh, or did they yeah. enjoy the story? Yeah. You're aware of that. You know that happened. That's yeah. what's real. How you feel is how you feel. So, if you feel good about it, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. So this guy says what he says and just fucking obliterated how that bit went in real life because when the bit was happening, mm-hmm. you just told me it was going good. You were happy about it. So his news like, kind of stepped all over you because you were feeling validated. So the story worked. Mm-hmm. This fucking guy can't change reality. It worked. That's all. Yeah. So one of the things that happened when I got the test, I got a DNA test in my home, in my apartment in New York. Why? Because the mother called me up and said... You have a daughter. Okay. And this is all missing from my brain. So I'm, you know, I'm a man. So I said, no, hablo inglés. And I hang up. <laughs> That's a joke. In the, okay. Anyway. But no. So I was like, <laughs> so, so dumb. But she, so she ordered a guy to come take my, <laughs> to take my DNA. She ordered a guy? She hired a company. Oh, I was like, what's she trying to like, she <laughs> Hey, like, Jimmy, get over there. You weren't on the lamb or hiding. No, no, no. You didn't know. Okay. But the guy shows up with the briefcase, and I had a friend with me, my best friend there for moral support, which is true. And, and you know how guys are. Guys just want to make other guys feel terrible when they're in bed. They're like, oh, no, dude, man, dude, that's dude that's it's fucked are. up. That's how guys you he kept saying, he kept saying, oh, dude, this is like an AIDS test. This is like an AIDS test, bro. Yeah, it's just like an AIDS test, except I don't have AIDS, and they're going to find out if I have a non-AIDS baby at the same time, you fucking <laughs> yeah. So I said, I said, that's so fucked up nice saying that because, like, you know, it's first of all, one of those tests, if it's positive, your life is basically over. The other one's just AIDS. Um, That's correct. And you can't get it twice? Yes. So that was a oh, joke. Oh, fuck. You better not be able to get it twice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll just use that shampoo. <laughs> so you find you take the DNA test. You find so, out you have... So that joke, I go, one of those tests of your life, the other test is just That's AIDS. That's a great joke. I think, see, he said, I was so good. far ahead of that joke. He goes, I was so far ahead of that joke. That's an that's a, um, amateur joke. You need to write better jokes than that. That's what this guy said? That's what Jeff Singer said to me. That joke was so good, I thought you were just being funny in the moment right now. I didn't even 
that I was a joke. Detect, the, yeah. I didn't detect it as like joke from bit. Yeah. That's a great joke. I thought so. I liked it. One changes your life. What is it? One, your life is one over time. and the other one just yep. stays. <laughs> yeah. I, I love everything. I love the meter. I love that because I, I, my first instinct is to remove just, but no, it needs just because the other one is AIDS. The other one is just AIDS. <laughs> so, and you that's live also, with AIDS. <laughs> yes. But you have a child. Ugh, it's over. So he told you what soft in it? He told me he was so far ahead of that joke and he's, I got Wait, right better. He was ahead of it? Yeah, he said he was ahead of that joke and that he's, I got right better material and I should talk to the book of the Cretan Cave and figure out how to write better jokes. The, the Cretan Cave? Creek in the Cave. Okay, I don't know these places. It's like some alt club in New York City. So an alternative club booker can help you with your personal story that yes. I just laughed at yes. about you and your daughter because yes. that fucking chick from the Creek in the Cave. Yes. Hey, man, you want some fucking jokes tightened up, you call Monica at the Creek in the Cave and she'll <laughs> fucking hook it up, man. Ugh. I, mean, I heard she wrote for Jimmy Walker, Dynamite. <laughs> so have you done the story since? No. And how long ago was that? That was like three years ago. Unacceptable, man. And I talk about my daughter a little bit, but I don't know the story. no fault of yours, because it's, new, it's, new, it's a new world. Like, it's a new way of living your life. When you walk the walk up there, and you're fucking sharing your heart, oof. Yeah. There's, you know, but I found that sentimentality trumps comedy. Because I started the bit, when I started doing the bit about my mom dying of Alzheimer's, like, how was the funeral? Everybody always goes, how was the funeral? DJ was nice. <laughs> Set it up on the left now. <laughs> Makes an end. Din, da, da, din, do, do. I'm like, oh! We left early because I'm not a coke guy. <laughs> how was the funeral? Yeah. Like just that bit tied to my mom's Alzheimer's, tied to the dolphin swimming story, my mom's photo with the dolphin, which she didn't know who I was. Do I know her friend Dottie the dolphin, her son JJ? It's like a Russian stacking dolls of time. Mm-hmm. And I got the light at the improv once and I go, Oh, I got like six minutes left and I got a 20 minute fucking bit to chop up right here. <laughs> so I just rushed all through it. When I was done, they were just kind of sad. <laughs> I go, and I'm just thinking on my feet. I go, So this was a big night. I go, So when I tell you guys, I'm happy to see you when I get up here, I mean it probably more than most comics you used to. So thank yeah. you. And they were like, they all stood up. Mm. And I was like, Oh shit, it's on! <laughs> Almost sentimentality time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that blew my mind. But I meant it. I, mean, I had to save the show. It was a little showmanship, but I do mean it. Like I'm really happy to see them. That's that's where I feel the most life, you know. Yeah. So yeah. Do you think at the end of the show? Do you think that's important to, to kind of like be vulnerable and connect to the audience to say, guys, thank you for? Not I've never show, done that. I, I always had, just run off stage in fear. I always run off. I don't. I can't hang out up there like a fucking phony, like Sammy Davis Jr. Like, ladies and gentlemen, with your kind permission, I'd like to sing a marvelous <laughs> song. Written in Tin Pan Alley by what? Like, fucking just do, do it. Just do Candyman. <laughs> so I always get off. As soon as I'm not talking and controlling time and space, it's like uh, an avalanche of uh, like just pebbles of angst, like going into the back of a huge truck. Like, ah, ah, ah. And I got to get out of there so I can just sort them. Yeah. That's how I would describe it. But I wouldn't say it's important to be sentimental at the end at all. I think you just have to be sentimental the entire time. By sentimental, I mean, I, I'm not saying for you. I'm not saying for him or for her. For me, I have to just, I just got to be present and, and heart and truth. 
I can't, I don't have bits. I can't write a fucking joke. It's not real. Mm -hmm. It's like so much shit that happens to us in our real lives. If you share that, who can criticize you? What critic could write a negative article about your material if it happened to you? Yeah. Like gasping for airtime. When that book came out, I remember reading a review and the guy's like, well, like this, I'm explaining what happened to me. Yeah. And you're writing a negative fucking review of what happened to me. Like you don't like how I wrote what happened to me. About Saturday Night Live, about Monday this happens, Tuesday this happens, Farley, Nirvana, eh, <laughs> sorry my life wasn't cool for you, yeah. have you something else, asshole, but it's critic proof if you just, if you go from your heart, so I think that daughter stuff is really important, you have mm-hmm. to do it, Yeah. you specifically, because you got a huge heart, man, you're, 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 you're a seeker, man, you're, you're one of us, I see you, brother, what could you teach a newcomer to comedy with confidence? Have well, you been arrested in Egypt for being gay? No. Well, I, I do work with a comic that we both know who is an actor turned comic in his 50s, who you know. Is he really turned a comic or is he just a guy standing there because he didn't have a set to go to? <laughs> is he really a comic? Did he turn into a do comic? you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Where's nice hats? Not anymore. I got him off the hats. I don't even know who you're talking about. I do. Okay. Uh, maybe I don't, though. But I do. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. So, but the thing I tell him is I say the same thing. I go... You, and and this and I take I got it from watching you, I got it from watching you, Jay. I said I said to him, I go, your life is a life that very few people have lived. They can relate to it, but you you've had experiences because you're in this world and you've achieved a level of fame and success that the, the mass of people who are at their cubicle every day, five days a week, they they look at you and they go, tell me the story of of life from your eyes. And he was doing like rapping, rapping bits and silly bits that any comic could tell. You told me he turned into a comic, so I thought maybe like it was like but a, my was point there a phone is, booth involved. Or well, I did tell him. I said, I said, I said, I I tore with Jay. I, work with, I go, you tell stories based like you tell stories about working with Clint Eastwood and Tracy Morgan stuff that from a life P U S S Y yeah from That's a life the worst Tracy I've ever done <laughs> from a, um. And I go, you have an opportunity to tell stories like that, you know, that you, you worked on huge shows and huge movies with huge directors, like tell those stories and be authentic about it. Don't just talk like I was at the gym. What's that machine that does this? And my balls are, I'm like, that's fucking any comic and an open mic. And that's Wichita the same thing that. for him. Probably for you, like the fear of being your validation being rejected because it's yeah. personal. That's what's personal to him. Yeah. I would guess armchair psychiatrist. Yeah. Like if I share that and they don't laugh, who am I? That's like, true. Then I worked with this guy, you know, on that show you guys all love. And then this happened. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I'm going to go kill myself. I'm yeah. going to hang myself and jerk off at the same time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Of course he's doing stupid bits. Yeah. So in retrospect, I'm probably saying to him exactly what I say to myself on a different level. We always are, brother. Yeah. It's amazing. All that life coach shit I'm doing, CoachJJ37 at Gmail. See, that's revenue. I know that email on my heart. This podcast is free, man. <laughs> I'm always realizing this is just shit I should be saying to myself, and they just—they're like the uh, the key to the lock that gets me to just be aware of whatever the shit is. Yeah. So you could teach a newcomer. I guess it was again give up the stuff. If another comic, you, when people would steal jokes of mine, I would get really mad, and then I became like, if you can steal a joke of mine, then it's not worth keeping. Because what it means could you teach a newcomer in comedy? Like your your jokes should make write stuff that's unhackable, and it's unhackable because it's so connected Beautiful. to your life. I mean, the formula of the joke and the the structure of the joke may may be 
replicable, but the, the story behind it is, is your own. I love that, man. That's great. And it's, it's great advice. Like, that's great advice. I hate that it's Jerry Garcia's quote, because the fuck do I care about the Grateful Dead? I gotta quote this asshole. <laughs> What's the quote? I couldn't be somebody cool like, you know, Ry Cooter <laughs> or Ricky Martin. Or Jean Paul Sartre. Uh, Le Petit Prince. Book sucks. <laughs> uh, don't be the best at what you do, be the only one doing what you do. Mm. By definition, like I'm the I'm the greatest. At what, like nobody can fucking come near me. I'm so up top. I'm the greatest of all time. List. I'm the only one that is doing. I'm the only one saying what I say. So you're, yeah. that's great advice. What's your biggest distraction in comedy? <sighs> I don't mind this. Jesus Christ, it's sitting on my right. <laughs> um, I think I think there's a little bit of uh, depression. There's a little bit of. Um, you can't uh, control that, though. So yeah, right. there's a little bit of um, uh, learned helplessness, which is part of that. Uh, I think that sometimes my hustle disappears because I go, "Well, I hustled before and it didn't work, so why am I hustling now?" So it's it's uh, your self talk. Yeah, hundred percent. I gotta tell you something, Billy. I'm so happy about this episode because you're gonna. I don't think you know the guy that I'm listening to right now. I think there's like a bit of a funhouse mirror between who like all of us, like who we are, like at our core and then in social situations, like how we think we're being perceived or whatever. Your answers are like really perfect, beautiful, grown up answers. I'm proud of you, buddy. I love you, man. Seriously. Um, did I tell you I'm going to be at Fort Lauderdale? <laughs> uh, oh, I gotta tell you what happened to me. I went to the acupuncturist. This is how fucking like, narcissist out you know we all are but me specifically my <laughs> acupuncturist because me and yeah i'm writing a show for me you're in it whatever take that part out please Corey. <laughs> you got it uh this like what a narcissist we can all be i'm at the acupuncturist and he goes you're running pretty hot i go things are going well he goes body temperature i go oh <laughs> like this That's fucking great. guy was touching my body, told me I'm running hot, and I thought he's like, he knows. Yeah, I'm on fire. He just knows, man. He knows <laughs> shit's crack a lacking. <laughs> uh, how was the funeral, Billy? Oh my god, that's just like a weird out there question that I have to respond to. Okay, no, the funeral was amazing. What funeral? What? Um, how did you get arrested in each? Oh, the dates that you feel like you're getting uh, like fucked over by these girls. How huh? would a girl fuck a guy over on a date? To me, it doesn't involve eating and not having sex with me. It would be more like uh, she tells the waiter to call the police because I smacked her or something, and I, I leave in handcuffs. Like, what the fuck? She really can can, can I tell the story? No, we're out of time. Okay, bye guys. Anyway, I'll be at the Yucca Cut in uh, Topeka. Which I believe this is This asshole Kansas? could have said where he's actually performing. And you oh, invented yeah. a fucking joke again. <laughs> I know. See Validation that? Your hurts. own fucking self-preservation got overridden. Yeah. You got to make that paper, son. got to make Stack that paper. Stack of racks. Trust. Tr trust. So she was a high-powered lawyer in San Francisco. The we girl that you went on a, on a, a date swiping with. date with. And I took her to lunch and I paid for lunch, which is fine. We had a good time. Why is that always a quantifier with you? And every story about going out with a girl, about you paying for whatever the meal was. I'll tell you why. The it come, guy I'll, I'll tell you why it comes. So, of course, you pay for a date. Of course, I get it. That's what I thought it was, but you yeah. keep fucking hitting the brakes. So, then she goes, well, are you going to take me out later tonight? 
And I'm literally... Yeah. Out of I my go, fucking bedroom after I know what your throat sounds like. <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? That's what I would have said. I go, I'm oh. Okay. I go, yeah, yeah. She goes, come back later. She was in San Francisco. I was in Oakland seeing my daughter. She go, I go, fine, I'll come back later. You were, so you were married to a black lady? Well, Berkeley. Oakland, Berkeley are adjacent. That was I love, so... I love that you were just return serve. <laughs> you weren't even sure what the fuck was coming out. You just swung the racket and you hit it back. But I was doing the Chocolate Sunday show in Oakland. That's so funny, that same weekend. She's um, like... You must have missed a couple sentences or something. What are these guys doing? So, uh, so I said, okay, I'll come back. And then she was, and then she texted me later, where are you taking me to dinner? And I go, oh, we're, we're going to dinner. And she goes, yeah, we're going to dinner. And I go, hmm, okay. And then she goes, she picked a place called the Black Cat, which is a jazz bar, dinner club. Very, it's in the Tenderloin District, but very fancy. You know, it's like Tenderloin. It's right next to a halfway house, which makes it so cool. Why do people think San Francisco is so gay when you have districts called <laughs> Tenderloin? So <laughs> Tenderloin, Tenderloin. So I picked her up in my Prius, 2012. Not to brag, and um, but it was lowered, man. I like that car. Oh, that shit was sweet. It was low, man. I felt yeah. like laying down on the sidewalk, bro. <laughs> so I drove her there. Uh, we get in, and there's a thirty dollar cover per person to get in. So I go, I go again okay, with the money. again. I, but I tell you, this is why it becomes important. So I pay, I pay it, right? And I, whatever. And I turn. What's the her, alternative? Hold on. No, 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 no. You can't gloss over how fucking caveman you are. What's the alternative to not paying now, the cover? Keep in mind. Keep What's in mind. the alternative to not paying the cover charge? Nothing. I, I, I don't have a problem no. paying for it. What is the alternative? I'm asking you. Um, saying uh, you want to, you want to. Go half on this to the girl. That's one alternative. Who asked me to go to this Another place alter- that I didn't want to go to. Okay. Okay. And so it's you, just like, so let's you, go somewhere else is the option. The alternative is like, you know what? This is stupid. I'm, you know, I'm going yeah. home. Yeah. Okay. All right. But I'm a people pleaser, which is a problem of mine. So I go, ooh. Mm-hmm. No, you're a validation addict. Mm, okay. They're different. You're walking in with a lady. Yeah. Hey, look at me. I have validation. So I go, now I'm only saying this. 30 bucks. I'm only... 60 bucks, right? Six, where were you, Israel? <laughs> so okay. I, it's right up the coast. So I, Oh, that's going to be perceived as like a Jewish joke. It's not <laughs> at all what I did not mean. Yeah, because God forbid you offend anyone, I Jay. did mean exactly Jews and money, yes. Okay. <laughs> because I'm Jewish. Right. So, um, and I go, I say to her, I go, meanwhile, she goes, she said... Watch the hands, okay? Okay, sorry. She Jeez. said, um, she said, she said, I'll split it with you. We'll do it, I'll split it. She offered that. So the cover comes... And after I pay, I go, I look at her, I go, I go, I go, the rest of the night's on you. And she kind of laughs. Because I don't drink, which you know, right? So we go downstairs. You must and... be thirsty. <laughs> Sorry. We go downstairs, and right away, she's just like, drink and drink and drink. She gets four drinks, like, right away. And then, of course, she does things like, you have to have a drink, you have to have a drink. And I'm like, fine, I'll get a drink. And she goes, get whatever you want. She's saying, get whatever you want. And now she's ordering food. We get steak. We get appetizers. Uh, fatso. It's all, it's all fine. And then now I have one drink, so I'm getting a little bit tipsy. Where's my I'm... Cuban sandwich? <laughs> so we make out, and then she goes, do you want to fuck me? And I kind of back up. I go, I don't know what game she's playing at. So I go, Why yeah. And she, it... goes, she, goes, she goes, it's good to want something. And then like turns away. Oh. goes back to her drink. So right away, I'm like, she's fucking with me. I don't know what the deal is. And then she goes, do you want to come home with me? And I go, yeah. She goes, mm, too bad. I got Pilates in the morning. I swear to God. She goes, I got Pilates in the morning. Okay. So she's Shit. playing games with me. I'm going, okay, that's cool. That's and the she's first ordering game. So that's, more... the first, that's the first game so far, by the way. Okay. 
That's not right. games, plural. Okay, got it, got it. That's the first turn in the road. And she's just... You want, look, you want, you're taking me out later, right? Yes. You're still taking me out to dinner, right? Whoa. And you were like, whoa, dinner. You already said yes to taking her out later. What did you think it meant? Yes. Look, there's... Fucking ice cream cone at five in the afternoon? Is there a lapse of integrity on my part? Of course. All right. And then she takes you to Black Hat. It's a fancy place. She wants to show you off, too. Um, and then she says, do you want to fuck me? Mm-hmm. This is going exactly the way you want it to go. And I say with yes. With the exception of a fucking cover charge. I say yes. And she goes, well, it's good to want something. And she turns away. To go where? Hmm? To go to the White Hat next no, door? Go back to her drink, whatever. She goes, it's good to want something. And it goes like this. And I'm, I'm she's going, hammered already. But keep in mind, she's drunk as fuck. Okay. So, and then she asks me if I want to come over to her place. And I go, yeah. And she goes, well, you can't because I have Pilates in the morning. And I'm going, okay, that's cool. And then she gets another drink. And that tells an alcoholic. Oh. Now, keep in mind, this, the backdrop of this, she is a high-powered corporate lawyer. That she meant on Tinder to fuck. Yes. Corporate. Maybe it was Bumble. So what? What a job is. Who cares? <laughs> so but to see how you're stacking the deck, you're feathering the nest for like why? It's coming down to money with you. Yes. Because then the check, here's what, here, yes. Jay, let me finish the story. The check comes, right? And even now, I'm going like, I don't even mind paying this check. It's going to be a $200 check. I don't mind. That's nice of you to pay for the check on a date. I I don't mind. You know, it's a two. I've already taken her out. It's another two. Like, I don't mind. Yeah, do I want to? Because she's playing games. She's like, you got to take home so I can take a I go, the check comes. Hear me out. The check comes. She said, we'll split it. She said, we'll split it. The check comes. She goes like this. Jay, you got to look at me. She looks at the check. She looks at the check. She goes. And she does that with her eyes. Like, she's a hammered fucking hat grabber. I go, oh. And I get up and I walk out. To that I say, my man, what's up? <laughs> that's, that's when you walk out, yeah. That's when I walk out. Because she looked and she said, like, basically, like, get the check with her face. And I just, but like, she didn't say any words, though. Could it be possible? I'm asking you if it, there's a possibility. Like, in court, under penalty of perjury, <laughs> you can't be all the way in on this because they can bust you for perjury if they find out otherwise. Yeah. Is it a possibility you assigned emotions to her by the funk you were in because of like cover charge and stuff. Here's what I'll say. Okay. I've always had dimples, right? Excuse me? I've always had dimples. Yeah, I like that about you. Our guest, our friend here has dimples too. When you have dimples, you understand how you manipulate people with your dimples. And when you do the dimple smile. You a fucking smile, kid actor? What are you talking about? When you do the dimple smile, like Ugh. here's my dimple, I it's a manipulative that. bullshit fucking move. It wasn't like, it wasn't like, it wasn't like, you guys don't have a skill. We it don't wasn't have, like, like rolling hey, our tongues. are you going to pay for it? It was like, she fucking gave me the dimple. I was like, fuck this. Like a kid actor. Yeah. I walked out like a nick at night. I just walked out. I got love out of it. There. Crickets everywhere. Yeah. And meanwhile, she's like, get whatever you want. That is code for, I'm paying for it, isn't it? So you went home and in the Uber home back to where we were staying. I drove. It was in my car. But still, as you drove, you were swiping on Tinder. No, as I drove, I felt like Jesse at the end of Breaking Bad. I was like running over gates and like crying with joy. I felt like it was one of the best moments of my life. It's a good one. It's a good one because she sucked. Yeah. Um, But I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. Here's here's that part. People are like, you never saw How about this? At the end of Midnight Express when he ran out of the Turkish prison. Billy Hayes. Yeah. I felt like, and I go, I can't believe it took me like 40 plus years to do that, to fucking just go, you know what? You suck. Bye. Could you give me another example in a movie that's bef- after 1985? <laughs> give me one more. Where someone like left with like freedom. 
I felt like George Michael. <laughs> George Michael when he came out. Freedom. <laughs> I just blew Corey's ears out. I thought that was an easy one. Freedom. <laughs> the name of the song is Freedom. All right. So your daughter, you're in Oakland to see her. Mm-hmm. The bit, it's scary to do that bit. That's why there's... You're reluctant to go back to the mic and say that because you're sharing your heart, man. I've done that bit, and Nine I feel like it takes. No, this just happened like six. No, no, no the ago. bit about your daughter. Oh, I'm, daughter, I'm just yeah, kind yeah. of yeah. tracking for the audience. Yeah. Okay. You just have to do the bit because that's the next level of you, man. Is you, you just letting people see you're a beauty, man. That's that's it. Yeah. So, and your biggest distraction is negative self-talk. Yeah. Grown-up answers, man. Fuck, that's big trust. <laughs> Come see me because I'm about that outside the bank. Because <laughs> I'm about that. You know what I mean? Uh, if animals could talk, which animal would be the most rude? Oh, come on, cats. <laughs> Give me an example here. Uh, c- cats would just be like, Ugh, don't touch me. I was kidding, Billy. I don't want to fucking hear you do an angry cat. <laughs> Jesus. Uh don't touch you got me. food? No, then get the fuck away from the motherfucker. Did you see me a, a bit about taking the cat to the vet and all that shit? Did I have a bit about that? No, have you heard my, I've seen mine. No. Like, if I go on a date with a girl and she's like, you want to come in and meet my cat? I go, you're close, you know? <laughs> but no, because your cat doesn't want to meet me. Your cat doesn't like you. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm home. The cat's like, so am I. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Talk to the hole. Talk to the one? To the hole. You know what I love about having a cat? There's a litter box. And with a litter box, every day you look at it and you go, eh, not yet. <laughs> I don't want to waste my time with three pieces of sesame chicken. I'm going to wait till it's overflowing with cat shit. <laughs> like that coin machine at the carnival. If you just put one more coin in, they're all yeah. going to come over the edge. I want my cat to lift his balls up to yeah. back his ass over the <laughs> lip of that container and get that one more cigar in there. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Then I'll take it outside where it belongs yeah. in the first place. You want the pure smell of urea in the air. Ammonia. Like it feels like there's Clorox all over the fucking floor. The fact that you just said urea <laughs> makes me so I spelled it wrong. It makes me so happy. <laughs> that girl on a day was a cunt. Yeah. And she got drunk real quick. And I don't like that word at all to, for ladies. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's great. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to use that word anymore. I'm saying that lady, that girl was just a fucking dick. Yeah. And the coy shit. Like, mm-hmm. think about the guys that works on. Like, okay. Yeah. Those guys at least strip clubs, like, I think the Asian actually like me, man. <laughs> like, you got it, buddy. Yeah. Um, you were in Egypt. You got arrested for being a homosexual. And I've never heard this story. And you keep telling me you were going to tell it to me. And last time I brought it up, you went, man, it's not that interesting a story. I'm like, well, you're one of my best friends. And you got arrested for being a homosexual in a country where they cane you and jack you off until you yeah. die. Yeah. So I, um, I'd like to know how that went. Well, it sounds kind of hot. This guy was jacking me off while he was caning me. And then, uh, no. The story is so long, Jane. Trunk. Basically, what, what happened is. He just looked what? like some celebrity. Can you do that exact thing he is just Jim did? Jim Carrey? Just so long, Jay. Do exactly. Don't even think about it. So just long, do. Jay. No? No. I don't know if I did it right. It wasn't Jim Carrey, but go ahead. Sorry. It's a great uh, podcast trick if you have the audience uh, explain the visuals to them. <laughs> I went to Egypt to see the pyramids. And it was late in the day, and I go there to see the pyramids. I have a tour guide. There's a couple there. There's a white couple. I'm like, hey, can you film me on the pyramids? <laughs> Tic tac toe. See, it's already you, boring. You were first. Oh, Jesus Christ. There's so many. There's so many. <laughs> I, 
There's so many street fed. It's such a fucking long story. I feel like basically what happened. There was an altercation. How, 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 I, I how involved about this? myself in the altercation. I'm at they this place. My phone. Some shit. Okay. They took my phone. Altercation. How? See, they they went into this. Bro, no, no, fuck you. You're telling us about your fucking travel guide person. Uh-huh. Like that has anything to fucking do with a cop going. I know what your crime is cock. But that's not what they did. No, I was not. Norm. They took my phone because I know alter- it, uh, because I was involved in an altercation. I know what your crime was in Egypt, <laughs> Billy Dog. Uh, cock. Yeah. yeah, he's under arrest. You know. So, and as they took my phone, they took my passport. They took my phone. And as they take my passport, and why my phone, were you arrested? What happened? What I was, was not arrested at this point. What was the altercation? The altercation was they were first of all was let's filming slow me. We're talking like we're arguing. They were filming me. I climbed up the pyramids. You're allowed to climb up the pyramids a little bit. A cop blew a whistle. I went and got my phone. They start. I see people going in this woman's like purse, and this couple like okay. they, like and there's street vendors everywhere. So I go up to the gypsies. I go, I go hey hey hey. I do a little fucking monkey arm like this. Monkey right? rip. Monkey rip. Monkey rip. Dress. It turns out that was an undercover cop who wanted to look at her phone to see if there's something like incriminating shit. So there's a big. Did you know this perfect. woman at all? No, they were just we You're were just taking pictures. Is a crusader of Israel or Egypt or me? It was a, no, but we were exchanging like, "Hey, take a picture of us." We we're the only white people there, so we trusted each other. That's how it works. And so, um, <sighs> so you awful. and who? This couple. They were a white couple. A white couple. And the cops go through the lady's purse. And me. And I go, hey, can you take a video of me? Hey, can you take photos of us gotcha. back and forth? So the cop's they, going through her purse. But it looks like a street vendor because there's no it. difference. Because he was a fucking shitty cop and he was stealing something. He was, he was doing what he does. Yeah, so, I got you. So they, take, they go, passport. And I go, why did I, why, what do I do anything? Passport. Give passport. I give him my phone. They look in my phone to see if I have any videos. Now, <laughs> so my phone oh my has God. a few things in it. It has pictures of my ass. I, why I've, I've never gotten that text. Yes. Just because, like, a picture of my ass in Buckingham Palace, a picture of my ass in Mammoth Mountain, a picture of my ass, like, different <laughs> locations. So they go... Is this all for the guy from Montreal, these ass pictures? Or? <laughs> yeah. So they go, do you have a picture of your... A picture like this in front of the pyramids? And I didn't. Yet. Now, <laughs> had I thought about it? Of course I thought about it. What a great shot. But I hadn't done But they were like... You couldn't squat just right in that light to make it look like it was going up your ass? <laughs> but it was just a hard... There were like too many people around, too many kids. I didn't do it. I'd literally just been there for 10 minutes. Not too many kids. <laughs> You've changed. So they, why not they take anymore. me to the precinct. They look at the... They go, they go for what? For what? For why the picture here? Why? I go, I go com- comedy. It's funny. Beef, beef eater, serious. Buckingham Palace. Me, but, ha ha. They go, for what? We don't understand for what. So they go, what if you sent this? What if you posted this in front of the pyramids? I go, I didn't. They go, well, we don't know. Because there's zero Wi-Fi in Egypt. I mean, they still scribe like it's prehistoric times. Good. You know. I don't want those fucking animals on the internet figuring out how to make a bomb. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. So (laughs) they're... they they Well, I should quantify that for the listeners. I'm talking about filthy Egyptians. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, um, so I think it's a, I think it's a joke. I think it's funny. I don't think it's a big deal. And they basically say, okay, you're going to pay a certain amount of money. You're going to go. I'm like, oh, what was that number? Uh, they're like at that time they didn't say the number, but I was like, oh, okay, it's going to be like 500 bucks or something. Not a big deal. So <laughs> like they're going to shake me down. Are you in a precinct or something? Or are you still outside? They're the precinct. I'm in the precinct now. How did you get from the pyramids to the precinct? 
Which is not unironic. Camel? The precinct. <laughs> Kia. More like Kia. Magic carpet? It, <laughs> what people don't realize about the pyramids is like, where you see pyramids, someone's writing like, oh, it's only 10 leagues across the Valley of the Kings on the camel. It's a fucking parking lot with Hondas and then the pyramids. It's, it's gross. Vegas. It's Vegas. It's Vegas. There's nothing romantic or like, ooh, the pyramids. It's like you're in a shithole country. I mean, there's still a, quite an attraction. Don't get me wrong. It's They're like, an attraction. Did aliens make this thing? Like, how did yeah. they get the fucking yeah, pyramid? Yeah, but up we there? see people like, like, oh, I'm in, and they're on the camel. It's like basically you get on a camel and you pose in front of the pyramid, and then you basically get off the camel. Okay. So, um, take a I, Kia to the precinct. <laughs> so they drove me. It's literally a precinct is 50 yards. It's right there. They obviously arrest this people. This is there. terrifying. If it's happening to you, but you're it not is. afraid. I'm not afraid. At this point, I'm not afraid because you just got American sensibilities. Yeah, I'm, I've a, I'm an American. What are they going to do to me, right? Oh. So, and they're looking at these pictures, and they go, well, uh, you have a picture like this from a pyramid. I go, I don't. They go, how do we know? I go, right. it's not on my phone. They're like, well, you could have sent it and deleted it. I go, I didn't. I go, we have to wait and find out. And I go, okay. And I go through all, I go to different rooms. They keep meeting people. They're listening to my podcast. They're listening to my N-word video. They're literally like. Isn't that where the, the drug thing uh, yeah. is in Midnight Express? Isn't it easy? <laughs> Turkey. Oh, Turkey, yeah, sorry. Yeah. So, sorry. So, I'm trying to, I think I'm going to endear them to me. I'm making jokes. They're off me water. They're being Are they laughing cool. at your jokes? Yeah, sometimes. So, I'm like, I got these guys charmed. It's, it's going to be fine. And one guy's like, you'll probably be out of here for a couple hours. And then at one point, a couple hours. Hey, they can sell the bartender. They the take me, barber. Night comes, they take me in a truck. Now, the embassy's closed. I can't call the embassy. They take me in a truck and they drive me an hour and a half outside of Giza. To an abandoned building, Jay. Oh my God. I swear in my life. An abandoned building with like, like in the suburbs, and there are guards with machine guns in front of this abandoned building. It's pitch black. There's no street lamps. And we pull up, and I'm going, What the fuck is going on? They open these like, wrought iron gates. You go up, there's like one fluorescent tube, like flickering, like bird comes out. (laughs) Yeah, like water dropping. Walk up five five flights. This is a building for sure. It's in a place called uh, Six of October City. Outside of Giza. Are you in cuffs? Uh, handcuffs. Handcuffs? Were, you, were your hands tied? I think I was. I think they were, they were in the front, though. They weren't in the back. Have so, you, I do have to interrupt. Did you ask at any time, am I under arrest? Like what we would ask here. Because um, then here they have to go yes or no. No. They, am they, I being detained is the magic sentence here. No. They go, we just have more questions. So I'm not arrested. I never went into a cell. Oh, my God. And they go, you have to... And so I'm waiting. Be- meanwhile, nobody speaks English in fucking Egypt. Like, well, four your, people your speak Egyptian English. Egyptian is top-notch, though. <laughs> you know I what? wait for an hour. I go into the, the prosecutor's office. There's the, three guys. So in the abandoned right. building. Yeah. And you go in there, and there's an AC, and they're wearing suits. You're like, okay, maybe this is like some civilization. Suits? Who they steal those from? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Stone Age. So again, they just look at pictures. They go, for what? For why? And I go funny comedy art and they just keep scrolling at all my pictures and then they see a dick pic art your husband's name i have a dick pic right mm-hmm. it's, it's yours uh, jay no i have a dick pic um of me who I else dick pic would i have no, I was, and they I, go but I, I actually want i don't i don't think i've sent you a dick pic no of course not Jesus, so you look but, at the, the dick pic and they go like whose is this and i go it's mine and they're like no it's not you're like bro i go bro mm. i go it's a good angle I'm check gonna go it out lie. bro <laughs> But they think it's like, they actually think it's like it's someone else's dick or something. Because they're afraid because you're circumcised? Uh, <laughs> so, so then the, at the end of this whole thing, this goes four hours. I'm in a there. Muslim country, I do see their confusion at your answers. 
Yes. Asshole pictures for comedy. Yes. Like, no, it's comedy. Like, I go up on stage with my phone in my pocket and picture my asshole in my phone. And I well, don't talk about it. It's not my asshole day. I don't talk about it at all. And it's just, it's just funny. It's comedy. Okay. Yes. I get it. There have been a lot of people who have been annoyed at my butt Art? pics. On- <laughs> oh, I have the all-time, I'll tell you what, Mike, I have the all-time wrong-ass photo sent ever. <laughs> Yeah. Like lost a friend. I'm like, what, what happened? Fu-? I'll tell you, Mike. It's like, oh. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. And some discussion about taints having like a zipper line. I go, I don't have one. <laughs> and like, it kept going and going. And like two weeks later, I took a picture of my taint and I sent it over. God. Like I had to go back and to the person and be like, I'm really sorry. That was disgusting over the line. You said to a guy? Guy, girl. It's a difference. I'm not tipping this. Okay. All right. Because it's somebody I really respect and care about and i'm i'm still like what the fuck is that person talking about yeah but they don't see it that way at all so i gotta respect that reality of course too. of course andy kindler so no i'm joking <laughs> i love you andy so after four hours they go of all these questions mostly about my instagram and pictures on my phone and what i'm doing in egypt like why they're like you were in saudi arabia and you came to egypt why i go i was doing a comedy show in saudi arabia where i go well it got canceled they're like mm, interesting so they think I'm there. I don't, they go, where's your, emoji. They go, where's your return mm, flight? Mm, I, hadn't booked, I hadn't booked a flight out of Egypt yet. So they think I'm there just... I have no idea why they think I'm there. Yeah, the white guy came over to blow your shit up. You, know, you, you cracked the case, guys. Check it out, Jay. So while, I'm, while I'm being detained here, they release an article that you can find online in the press that says an American tourist was arrest, arrested in Giza <laughs> on suspicion of homosexuality. <laughs> it was in the newspaper. Yeah, you can Google it right now. Why don't you have every copy of this framed and that's your wallpaper in your home? Oh, it's the best. Why don't you have a copy? I should. You can get online. No, but why didn't you go just to the newsstand the next day and just go give me every paper? I from didn't this know time? about this till days later. And how do you know that's what it said? It's in Farsi. I'll, I'll show you the articles. They're everywhere. Oh, in There's like four different, and they all have different stories about what happened. One of the stories is that like he's using, he's taking pictures of himself to lure homosexuals to the pyramids <laughs> on Facebook. I swear to God. He's, mm. he's luring homosexuals. By the way, makes complete sense to me. Yeah. That, the story you just told me, if they told me that side of the story, I'd go, hmm, if it wasn't you. Yeah. I'd go, oh, I don't know, man. Maybe the guy's a fucking freak. Yeah. So the whole time, and then <laughs> they, comedy. Then they go, you, pay, they, you have to pay 10,000 Egyptian to pounds, right? Well, and like I'm $2, like, $2, who cares? <laughs> it's like 600 it's a bucks. It's like 500 or 600 bucks. Oh. And they go, once you pay it, we'll let you go. So I, I, they, there's a... a 24-hour bank right next to the precinct. So I'm like, again, shakedown. I pay them the money. Is that think about over there? I pay them the money. And I go, they don't let me go. I'm there for another day. And I'm like freaking out. I go, what's happening? Apparently it went, to the, it went up the poles of the Muslim Brotherhood who decided that they had to do more quote-unquote research to see if I was... Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Muslim Brotherhood? I'm like joking, Nation of Islam, no. Like right, the just, don't even like what that. people don't realize about Egypt, like oh the Arab Spring, it's run by Muslims extremists, and Egypt is yeah. homosexuality is against the law. It's but not, they don't have the balls to be just a, a religious country. Like Iran was just like fuck it, we're going yeah. by the Quran. So Egypt is pretending they're Western, but they're not. But if you they actually got look, swinging door at that capital, yeah, yeah. Right, if you yeah, look, you. if you do deep cuts on what's happening in Egypt, around, there's so people getting arrested and thrown in jail in Egypt for Yelp reviews. Whose fault is that? Mine. What the fuck do I care? What, you do? what the fuck are you doing on Yelp in Egypt anyway? You fucking dick. Not you. Whoever it was. Yeah. I was at the pyramids, and I'm giving it three stars because I didn't expect it to be this humid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then they're in the clink. I need a human Yelp and just go. That guy's a fucking dick. Zero stars. 
Yeah. So the whole time I go back to the precinct and they're all looking at me and laughing. And it's because they're like, oh, we caught a gay guy, an American gay guy who's trying to get some Egypt ass. I guarantee you they're all thinking about how to get their dicks hard on your body. <laughs> I'm not joking at all. I'm not joking. Anything that goes down in the Middle East, I'm not generalizing. I'm t- like Gaddafi's death. They fucking put shoes up his ass in the street. You can do anything you want. You kick him in the face, he's dead. Yeah. They all run out of their homes and they put fucking finger his ass and they take off shoes and st- everything's up the ass. Yeah. Come on. So I'm there, I'm there. Finally, a guy who spoke English, nobody spoke English. This Point guy being, keep your shoes clean. Keep <laughs> your shoes clean. He goes, what are you doing here? And I tell him, he goes, I'm going to help you out. So he gets me in who touch. Who was this guy? Just a random, he was an interpreter there. He's probably military. For other people. But he's he's interpreter. He goes. He gets me on the phone with um, Umbarak's lawyer, who's the biggest lawyer. Jesus. In, yes. And I, he tells him what happened. I go. Well, Barak's not alive, so I'm not sure why he's still on retainer. <laughs> I guess he's still a big lawyer, though. Hey, still pulling from that trough. Yeah, exactly. Is he Colonel Parker? So, or fucking... and he goes. He goes. It'll cost two thousand dollars, but I'll get you out. So they. It keeps going on. I'm there for another day. They end up deporting me. I had to go day, to immigration. Another day where? In the abandoned building? In the, in, no, they bring me back to the precinct at this point. I'm sitting, where are you sleeping? I'm not in a cell because the cell is like a bunch of young boys with their fingers around the bars. It's so fucking terrifying. I'm like literally mm. in the cell like Barney Miller. They're like, not letting you near those kids after yeah. those photos. Yeah, probably. So where are you sleeping? I'm not sleeping. I'm sitting there. They don't give me food. I get top water from the Nile. Delish. <laughs> and I'm sitting there just like... It's not just a river in <laughs> Egypt, guys. <laughs> So two days, like no food, just water, and I'm just oh literally God. going, what the fuck is going on? And eventually this lawyer takes me to immigration. They deport me, <laughs> and then I fly out to, to Paris. And that night, I'm in fucking what the fuck are you 48 doing hours. Paris? How do you not get home immediately? What's the matter with you? There was no direct... I mean, basically, I just needed the... Oh, there was a layover. Flight. I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. That's a great story. There's more to the story. It's yeah, no, I, I know you got to truncate it. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm wondering, like, how do you put the exclamation point on that story on stage, though? How do you turn that into a bit? Exactly. You don't have to turn it into a bit. It happened. That's the bit, is what happened. I, I say, oh, I, I got arrested in Egypt for suspicion of homosexuality, and people laugh. I got arrested in Egypt for being a homosexual. Because <laughs> then the crowd's like, wait a minute, is he yeah. gay? Yeah. Oh, I'm not gay. I should, already that. I should have that. said that up front. I'm also not gay. Yeah, but I'm not gay. Yeah, you should look at these articles. They're hilarious. Here's one, here's one of the articles about the... Uh, but how, why did it go to somebody else? You've been telling she me about looks this... more official than you. She, yeah, but you've been telling me about this article for a fucking half hour. You pull it up, you hand it to Corey. Okay, it the says... Fuck? That, Is she the one you're says... talking to? Don't read a okay, fucking newspaper shit. article on a podcast. I'm sorry, I forgot the rules. Let me tell you something. Yeah. You be the girl in the bar, that fatso that got drunk on you, right? Like, we go up to the door, they go, hey, it's, you know, 30 bucks. No problem. Mm-hmm. I got it. Don't even go in your pocket. It bothers me. Come on. Mm-hmm. Go inside, she's drinking her fucking face off. I'm like, you know what? If you want something else, like something to back that up, mm-hmm. I'll go get it for you. You good? Is that all you want? To, okay, right. Mm-hmm. You want me? No, I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to drink. Okay. And then the food comes, right? And then she says, what? Like, eh, do you want to fuck me? Like, yeah, I do. Okay. Well, and what'd she say? And then she said, do you want to come over? I do. Yeah. Can well, you I can't because I have plies in the morning. You can't because I have plies in the morning. Yeah, you don't want to miss Pilates. And then I wait. Six seconds, mm-hmm. and I hold the back of her neck in my hand like this, and I pull her close to me, and I bite this part of her ear right here. When she goes to flinch, I pull her closer. I close that window. And I go, "You little fuck! Listen to me. You're gonna finish that fucking steak sandwich, whatever the fuck that shit is, and we're gonna go back to your house, 
and I'm going to find out what your throat sounds like because you are a fucking absolute mess and we got some work to do. <laughs> do you fucking understand me? And then what does she say? Uh, I don't know. Exactly. I don't either. <laughs> but I'm not walking out of there fucking getting in my car back to fucking Oakland <laughs> so I can go take a shit and go back to Tinder. I'm either going to have the greatest sex of my life or she's going to go, fuck you, with her other dimple. <laughs> and I'll say, fuck me? Let me tell you something about daddy. You, he doesn't like your mouth. <laughs> he does, but okay. All right. Okay. Everything's cool. That's what I do. I just mind fuck her that way. Everything's great. Yeah. She seems like she was bad news. She was bad news. She just thought she was... I mean, this lady uh, sounds like a real jerk, you know? <laughs> yeah. Billy, you're one of the funniest guys I know, man. And uh, so we got your, your best strength in comedy as of right now is your comfort. Your weakness is uh, negative self-talk. Oh, that's your distraction. Your biggest weakness is going for the easy laughter instead of being brave enough and rewarding yourself with that storytelling. Mm-hmm. But you will reward yourself, and you're going to get to it. Uh, fear of no validation. I don't know what this all was here. Something about your daughter. I believe you have a kid or something. <laughs> yeah. And there's been a test, and one of them was about AIDS and something about Montreal and this fucking guy named uh, Singer. What's his name? Jeff Singer. Jeff Singer. If you're listening to this, or if anybody you know is listening to this, I, I, I might have met you, I don't remember, and I'm, I, for that I apologize, but I'm being sincere. You're not allowed to introduce doubt to a comedian. It, you're, you're sinning against the universe. There, there's one thing you're not allowed to introduce to anybody in show business or athletics, and that's doubt. It'll fucking murder us. Buzz Williams told me, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will. And I was mm. like, Wow. So don't do that, singer man. Uh, why do you picture of your asshole? Comedy. <laughs> In your phone, comedy. I had a show, but it got canceled, so I wasn't able to share my asshole comedy. <laughs> uh, precinct, the compass, the 6th of October. Uh, 6th of October City it. is where they had the, the yeah. building, abandoned building, yeah. That's why I wrote that down, because that's a pretty cool date, uh, historically. Yeah, I don't know what that meant. Oh, well, yeah, I would look it up, maybe talk some shit with the guys and... Ask him how's Israel's dick taste. Remember that time you invaded Israel and you got stomped like a narc at a biker rally, Ugh. you fucking savages? Ugh. Remember they oh, bombed no. your runways and your whole air force yeah. just fucking fell out of the sky like Payne Stewart? Yes. Too I soon? Love that. Too I love soon? That. Too soon? Apparently I'm allowed to go back to Egypt, but I don't want to try. I'm going with you. And we're just going to make out walking down the street <laughs> the Pyramid fucking parking lot. Compass I want to share with you and then we'll get out of here and I'll let you guys drive to Vegas for your, uh, your swingers convention that you call whatever the fuck, Laugh Factory or something. Jeff Cesario was on. He produced Russell Brand, got an Emmy nomination. Uh, Jeff Cesario is such a great comic. And as Mm -hmm. a comedian, he's like the frequency, like like, whatever. And Russell Brand, George Lopez, shit, who was the brother? Well, Queen Latifah, me, some other guy, Dennis Miller, some other guy. Jesus Christ, like my favorite comedian. And I said, out of all these comedians that are so different, like the difference between Earth and Uranus and Neptune and Mercury, like... What's the one thing, like paper dolls, that you could tie us all together with? There has to be something. And he goes, your compass. He said, a comedian has a compass in him, and when that fucker hits due north, it's as reliable as any compass. It's, it's what's right. However you feel, that's right. Comedians have that compass when it comes to comedy. 
He goes, the network will tell you, like, you can't do the joke, it's not funny. They're wrong. You could do the joke and the audience doesn't laugh. They're wrong. You get fired and the writing staff gets fired. They're fucking wrong because you got the compass. So he's like, you just trust your compass better than anybody on earth. Two nights later, I'm at Setlist show at the improv where you don't know what you're supposed to say. They put it on the wall. The audience sees it before you do. It says, friendship only glory hole. Are the deaf conning us? That's your set. You have to make it up as you go. And no one's there to see Setlist. It's just fucking stone kids. And they just think we're on acid. And I was eating it. And it was like two days after Cesario told me that. And I just had to fly with the compass and the instruments in the, in the cockpit. And it was like, it changed my life. Your fucking compass, my point is, is fucking the compass. No one can alter what's real. And what's real is your compass. So don't let anybody ever fucking tell you to do your jokes ever again unless you have to modify a set for like six minutes of a TV spot or something. They do whatever they say. Yeah. But nobody can introduce that to you. And if they do, you fucking call me and I'll go tune them up. But you fucking beat me up, so what am I going to do with that? <laughs> well, you nod your head yes for, you fucking scumbag. <laughs> All right, everybody. Mark Paul Gosler, you've been fun. <laughs> I wish somebody just hit the back end of that. And they're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that he was on the podcast. Uh, my man, I love you. Love you too, Jay. Safe drive to uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. If you're going to get McDonald's, you want the one in Needles. Okay. That's the spot. <laughs> Corey, no, that's the spot. Great fries. Little, like, train you can sit on. Little dining table and a little train, fake train. Real train, but it's, you know, they park it there for yeah. eating. Uh-huh. That's your spot, dude. <laughs> okay. Big trust. Big trust. Put your name on it, brother. All I right, love brother. you, pal.